Hello, everyone. Welcome back to Silent Podcast, where we're anything but silent. Today, we're going to be covering Never Have I Ever, Season 3, Episode 9. Yes, you heard it right. We're almost at the end. I can't believe it. Maybe that's what we're dragging. I don't know. But here we are, okay? I'm your host, Sasha Joseph, joined by my co-host, as always, Chappelle. We're back. We're back for the penultimate episode yes Sasha there's so many shows wrapping up right now that I think I it's know. only right that we waited this long to finish this off <laughs> we're just not ready to say goodbye okay to you guys to each other it is what it is okay accept us love us as we <laughs> Please. are exactly we look we've been doing the hard work going back over these episodes giving y'all a chance to relive the good moments and so uh yeah i i enjoy y'all for being uh, a part of the, the ride you know um and then you we're gonna take a break eventually and then we'll have to come back stronger next summer for the last season so right now we're just chilling out you know it, it is what it is. We know you accept us, okay? And mm -hmm. just making it, you know, our admin notes, as always, if you're listening to us on the silent podcast feed, that's fine. Make sure you subscribe to that. And go over to the Never Have I Ever by Silent Podcast feed because guess what? We have our own feed. You can listen to your toxic faves all the time and you will know firsthand you'll get an info a notification from us as soon as the episode drops okay so all i'm saying is make sure you subscribe to that so you get uninterrupted time with us all right and you're leaving us five-star reviews we need them okay we need them we want them it helps other fans get to know us so what are you waiting for five stars and five stars only make sure you're leaving us that review we really appreciate it okay we really do and we'll read them obviously on the show if you do so with that i feel like it's time we start Never have I ever, episode nine, never have I ever had an Indian boyfriend. Mm -hmm. And Sasha, I mean, this is yeah, pretty yeah, much a yeah. question for you. <laughs> we know that you are eventually married to an Indian man, but there was a while where you were not dating Indian boys, wasn't it? So, yeah, my dating history is very funny where um, my first boyfriend, like my first serious boyfriend was black, but then I am very much that dater that'll be like, I have to do the like exact opposite personality type of whatever I just dated. It doesn't matter. So yeah, I, I had a serious boyfriend in college that was Indian, but then like it shouldn't have been serious. You know what I mean? And then, yeah, I went back to... Um, not dating Indian or just Daisy men in general. And then somehow in San Francisco, I met one and they got me, man. Yeah. Here we and are. <laughs> have you ever dealt with a situation like this episode where maybe uh, you weren't approved of by the Indian mom? I doubt I'm, I mean, well, maybe my current. <laughs> <laughs> Not the mother-in-law. No, Tasha. Before, before we got married, obviously. Because, I mean, dating. Here's the thing. Just like Des, right? This, this I can finally, we can spoil why I call his ass Slug Boy. Because Slug Boy, very much like Slug Boy, I think a lot of Indian boys don't rebel right like that's just not something they do so when they maybe finally get serious with a girl is the first time that their parents are like my perfect golden child is now 
being bad or being, you know, it must be the girl's fault. But no, meanwhile, your son has been doing dirt his whole life. It's just now I have allowed <laughs> it to be open. <laughs> So yeah, it was yeah. more that. And then eventually she was like, oh my God, you're so cool. And now they're like all the families love each other. It's fine. But yeah, that's the only Indian parent I have met. Like gotcha. guys. Yeah, mm-hmm. unfortunately. I mean, my mom has not approved of a lot. So who am I to? My mom even said, because we were, I was watching this episode with my mom and she was like, well, you know, Raya, it does make a little bit of sense. They are very young. And I was like, mom, stop. This is fucked up. Like, just leave mm-hmm. it. Just leave yeah. it. It is pretty screwed up. Because we know that uh, we find out that Des has had other girlfriends. Uh, and so, Raya, it feels like from maybe the beginning of this episode, she's not really feeling Davy that mm-hmm. much. Uh, but it gets worse once she sees Davy in the bathroom. So, I don't know what her initial trepidation was with Davy. But by the end of the episode, she's completely out on Davy. Um, and... I don't know the end part, right? Because she sees Davey kind of have an emotional moment, which it feels like she overreacted for sure. But the beginning, now that I watched it back, knowing that she doesn't really like the Davey thing going on, it's like she already kind of wasn't approving of this. Because when it starts off, it seems like she's trying to convince Nelanie that it's okay that they don't date. And Nelanie's actually the one who's okay with them moving forward as a couple. Which is so funny, right? I couldn't stop laughing because I thought it was done for our girl. Mm -hmm. I thought she was in hell. It's going to be, it's a wrap, right? All of that. And turns out, Nalini said, no, I have so much riffraff coming through this house that Des is perfect, which I have to say, I, I don't think that's cool, Nalini, to, to say that about Davy because now that's like her partner that you're saying that, you know, she's been, she been around and this one's the better one. Yeah, I, uh, you know what? Well, yeah, I think you're right. Because it does sound bad. It sounds like, oh, Davey just dates trash guys. So, mm-hmm. like, finally a decent one. But Nelani never was, she was never going to like Paxton. There was nothing that Davey could have done yeah. to make Nelani like Paxton. And then uh, Ben is short. And Nelani is not a fan of that. <laughs> um, yeah. So, you know, a nice, smart Indian boy is the the, the way to uh, Nelani's heart. And it seemed like it worked. Uh, but it's, it is very weird to me, though, because it's like we talk about Melanie kind of making a change here. But I think this is just one of the people where she felt comfortable with the mom. Mm-hmm. So she knows he comes from a good family. She knows he's got a good head on his shoulder, unlike Paxton, who she thought was dumb. Um, you know, so I guess this was just the correct recipe for Davy to start dating at this moment. Um, but it did feel weird. Yeah, I just can't imagine being caught. Like, I would, I think, want to be at the graveyard and not confront my mom ever. Oh, yeah. I would have died here. Uh, like, yeah, like I, I seriously would have had a moment where, and it's going to sound horrible, but I definitely would have been like, no, we're not going to date. It's fine. Like, I yeah. would have been trying to put my mom at ease. Like, no, it was a one-time thing. It's not going to happen, I swear. Exactly. Like, like, we got I caught up in the moment. I'm not going to date until I get an advanced degree, blah, blah, blah. And then afterwards, probably still trying to, like, do a little dirt. But well, in yeah. the moment, I would have been, like, a perfect angel. Like, absolutely not. Like, nope, I'm I'm out. We're good here. We messed up. I will accept my punishment. Because um, that is so mortifying. 
I couldn't. I would fall on my sword and be like, it it was wrong. It was yeah. my, like, let's just end it. You know, it was it was more <laughs> that I came to return his protractor. And then he is pretty cute. You know, I've been crushing on him, mom. And I think I got a signal that maybe I shouldn't have. Mom, that's all it was. That's all it was. And meanwhile, your partner is looking at you like, what is yeah. going on? Look, they both come from Indian households. They got to know the game. At some point, you got to make eye contact and be like, we got to save ourselves. Self-preservation has to kick in. Period. If my partner did that, I would be like, I get it. I really get it. Right. Save yourself. Because, dear God, I don't know how I'm getting out of this one. (laughs) Be like, we're both dead. I would be grounded. for. My mom would be like, if we were dating and my I was caught, my mom would be like, yeah, you can still date. But no phone, no TV, no going out for seven months. So good luck mm. dating. Like that was my mom where she was she she was a benevolent dictator in that way. Gotcha. Oh, this is completely off topic, but I have to yeah. tell you about this tweet thing that I saw, right? Because it made me think of the mom conversation. Okay. <laughs> so there's a Twitter thread right now, and it's, I'll give them credit. It says, uh, it's at underscore she dark skin with two eyes. Uh, and the tweet says, I want to hear your stories of how y'all found out y'all were getting cheated on. I might have the best stories, LMFAO with a bunch of O's, right? And so there's a whole thread, 10,000 retweets and quotes and stuff oh, like wow. that of people talking about how they got found out that they got cheated on. And so one person responded that uh, the guy she was dating, his mom sent her a, fr- a message on Facebook describing her friend, asking if he if she knew her and that uh, she was upstairs in his room asleep. And so like the the guy she was dating, his, his mom, like basically ratted him out. And Sasha... I talk a lot about how my mom would have murdered me had I gotten caught in this situation. As she really wasn't a big fan of like me dating at a young age and other because she's so protective. But I'm telling you right now, my mom would never betray me like that. We've gone through the trenches. When and like if she it like that would have we've had we would have to sit down and had to come to Jesus meeting. Like oh. and I've talked to my mom like we've talked you know just as as adults now. But even when I was yeah. like a kid growing up, we would talk about trust and she's always like you don't need to lie to me about stuff. And of course I would lie. But then there would be times where I would be like okay I'm gonna be upfront with you about certain things. But you gotta like you gotta take me seriously. I'm gonna say this. You can get mad, but this is the truth. We're moving forward. Right. And we would do stuff like that. And so like over the years, I remember when I was in college. Uh, at some point my mom had said something slick to this girl I was dating and I was like <laughs> but like she said it kind of offhandedly like it was a joke but I was like the girl mm-hmm. does not know I joke about her like that to you I joked about that to you um and so like I had to do some damage control but after that I was like mom listen that can never happen again if my mom ever threw me under the bus like that I would just die like I would not we would just it would we would have to go to like Omari or something like that to yeah like I would have to go to counseling because yeah. my mom is pretty ride or die as in one time she thought she saw my boyfriend uh, cheating. And this is my mom owns a few salons at the mall. And he, you know, everyone works at the mall when you're in high school. So mm-hmm. she thought she saw him leaving with a girl. She called me on the phone and followed him. Yeah, like, that's what I'm car. talking about. Yeah. The ride or die moms. Like, well, like I said, we're, t- we're tough on our moms here because they're tough on us. We talk about them openly pretty much on this. But dear God, um, 
she would never betray me like that. I'm sorry. I just can't even. No, I'm, no, no. My mom would never. And yeah, that's what I was saying. My mom called me and was like, do you know? And I was like, no, no, that's his friend. Like, you know, they work together. He's giving her a ride home and he's actually coming to pick me up first before. And she's like, oh, okay, great. Bye. <laughs> and exactly. I was like, ride or die. Ride or die. Right. She, she would be like, hey, Sasha, maybe you shouldn't, you know, cheat. Mm -hmm. But in that, for sure, she would do. But in my mom's mind, you shouldn't be in serious relationships until you're 25, 26 because she's uh -huh. like then you get married but until then you should only be having fun around the block right until until you get advanced degrees as Nelly would say yeah like my mom a hundred percent was like i didn't get to have fun so you should have fun you like you shouldn't be and then you know when you when you break up and sometimes you're sad or whatever my mom would be like well people get over divorces this this shouldn't be that hard and yeah, then she'd be off. like i told you not to be in serious relationships Listen, I'm I'm seeing a pattern of where we might have got our toxicity from. We were Listen. encouraged. <laughs> <laughs> I know, because my mom finds it so funny when I'll be like, oh, yeah, this guy, you know, poor guy wanted to date me, but I wasn't. And she'll just laugh and be like, yeah, it makes sense. Yeah, there you go. Yeah, I just couldn't even imagine. I mean, like I said, listen, and if you're listening to this, I'm not out here cheating on people right now. Like, that's no. not a thing I'm doing. But it's just the, the the scenario in my head just doesn't make sense. The way it does not make sense for them to get caught in this moment. And I was just like, my eyes were big and I thought I was going to die. I could just imagine. I didn't even think anger is the right word for how I would feel. It was a betrayal. No. I would, yeah, I would have, like you said, I'd have to go to therapy. Yeah, I think, no, I think it would be like the house, I think I would light the house on fire a little mm -hmm. bit. Or yeah, you have to at least flip a table over. Something has to give. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, I think it would very much be, what was the reason Cardi B love and hip hop reunion? <laughs> what was the reason? <laughs> be like, Did you birthed me, no? Am right. I adopted? Is that your way of telling me I'm adopted? Right, you obviously are trying to get rid of me at this point, because what was, <laughs> what was the reason? Nah, I'm, I'm with you 100%. Yeah, but you know, Raya, like we like, I uh, listen, she's shady, she sucks, and there's this is definitely a lot of um Indian parents, I think, Indian moms that have boys specifically are very much like future, bright, amazing, mm -hmm. you know, everything can get in the way of my son's bright future, whereas daughter, Indian daughters, I think, are a little bit more rebellious probably because the rules are harder on us we probably have to tell our parents where we are at all times unlike my partner nef definitely did not need to tell his parents where he was at mm. and i was like wow okay that's cute good for you and <laughs> anyway so it turns out you know because des is nice and slug boy is nice they can be a boyfriend and girlfriend and davy can't handle this because she's so excited next day at school she's telling Fabiola and Eleanor how Melanie basically had a personality change and she's planning her weekend out and meanwhile her friends are like mm, uh, did she have any surgeries like what yeah. happened like uh, what, what was it Fab's aunt has uh, gotten um, like basically hooked on oxys yes. <laughs> and her personality <laughs> changed and so they're now they're questioning if Melanie is also on drugs because this is not the Melanie that they know understandable very understandable and but basically it doesn't matter okay let's leave all that to the side because davy has a full weekend planned with des starting with an orchestra concert where you know if you remember our girls last orchestra concert didn't go so well so we're gonna you know cross our fingers and toes that this goes well and meanwhile they see uh gossip boy bridgerton 
boy, whatever. <laughs> I forget what they what he Lady is. Whistle Boy. Lady yeah. Whistle Boy. My God, not me pulling seven things together and all of them. <laughs> but <Gotcha> boy. <laughs> what God. But Eleanor is like, I can't believe Eric has a girlfriend. I mean, listen, ha- apparently works. And not only has a girlfriend, but Chappelle has lost his virginity before all of the UN. <laughs> Yeah, and it's not like a huge shock. It's a, it's kind of a it's a little surprising because you got to remember that episode one of this entire series, you know, almost thirty episodes ago, Davy was like, "I'm ready to bone," like literally verbatim said that, like out of her own mouth, like bone. And so, like she was uh, hell bent. These people were like like googling kegels and all kinds of stuff <laughs> to prepare for this. Like these these little girls were just wilding out, ready to have sex. And for none of them to have done it at this point, knowing that that was their primary motivation, it's like, it's refreshing to see that because it's like, okay, good. None of y'all are rushing into anything. Uh, But at the same time, it's like, why hasn't Eleanor, you know, Fabiola points out that Eleanor has been dating Trent for over a year. And so there's been plenty of time for her to do it, especially because Eleanor is the most horniest person that she knows. Listen, silk sheets and the word sensual. Sensual. <laughs> yeah. Oh my God. High schoolers are so dumb. Like, I'm mm-hmm. sure I was like this. So that's why I think I can say it because sex is so hyped up. At least I don't know about boys, but at least for me and my friend group, it felt very hyped up. As in like losing your virginity, rather, I should say, was very much like, ooh, like, is it going to happen? Would you? Would you not? You know, all of that. So I I remember that feeling. And turns out Eleanor is actually the holdup, not the not the penis not working for all those dick dabs that has happened. But it is Eleanor because she has a romantic and high standards because when she has sex for the first time, she wants like a whole honestly it's a scene out of bridgerton right where she wants all of this stuff to happen and the only way this can happen as fab points out is if they go if trent fries them to ireland right (laughs) yeah uh eleanor's being weird here because of course she's saying like which makes it so I, i like i like this scene because there's a lot of stuff going on so you got eleanor who's basically saying like i want my first time to be special and i got a very specific way i want it to go she wants him to be standing on a windswept moor, wearing a bodice when she suddenly uh, what sees a caped nobleman and he, they make love against the bricks of an old abbey. Basically, they have to fly to where there's an old abbey. Listen, it's ridiculous, but that's her standard. And I think that's OK. Like, if you know what you want, stick to what you want. But at the same and I time. Get it. Yeah, but she also has decided that she doesn't feel like she needs to tell Trent these things. He should just know. And I'm like, OK. I get that. You probably want somebody who you can connect with, who can kind of intuit a lot of things about you and what you need. But also, don't be afraid to say what you want. You know, be clear about what you want, because then that way you don't have to settle for less. Because this whole time, we know that Eleanor, if she is the horniest person that Fab knows, then that means she is dying for this to happen. She's just refusing to make it happen because she won't speak up. And so, uh, you know, I appreciate her having, you know, a vision of what she wants to do and waiting until she gets that. Also, Feel empowered to to go after what you want and to speak up and tell your partner how to please you. Um, it just it's necessary. Like, don't be out here having lackluster sex. I'm sorry. It's just the Period. life is too short. Oh my god, don't do that to yourselves, ladies. It's not worth it. And I will say, 
as someone that's pretty extra in life, I do understand what Eleanor means where you have these like delusions of grandeur in your head, but also, you know, it's a little kooky, so you can't necessarily voice them, but you do want your partner to know that you want mm. it to be like extra and crazy and wild. So I, I unfortunately am the Eleanor in this particular situation where I just want things to be like a movie and that's just not real life. So I it's I only find it funny because Trent, I think, would go along with it if she was like, I need us to role play because he's so such a good boyfriend, actually. And I think he would just be down for whatever Eleanor wants. Yeah, I think uh, Trent is extra as well. They both they match each other's extraness, and yeah. so it would it could work. Um, he, are you surprised that Trent has gone so long with dating Eleanor without having sex? Because I think that Trent and Paxton probably have uh, to this point they have been presenting themselves as like you know the older kids um, in school. Paxton we know has been active, active, active. He's had to apologize after school, but I was kind of <laughs> surprised to hear that Trent and Eleanor hadn't done anything just from Trent's point of view. But right, just as Paxton is showing the same growth with Davy, I think they're not bad guys. They're just popular and they're dating sex positive girls that are, mm -hmm. you know, that are probably okay with it, which is great. Right? We met Phoebe, who they broke up, but like that's where the girls they were dating. So I think catch you a man that can do both, you know, I think mm -hmm. is what the situation is where. I have definitely been in relationships with these kinds of guys and they're, they're actually pretty nice. Like I've not had issues in that way. So I think if he's a nice guy, it doesn't matter where you are and they, they'll never pressure you. I feel like if they're a nice guy. Exactly. I, I agree a hundred percent. So I'm proud of him. You know, uh, Trent's dumb, but he ain't, he ain't no, he's no jerk or at least he's yeah. not a jerk to Eleanor. Yeah, and he's not going to fumble the bag because he knows mm. it's a good relationship because he's never been in a serious relationship, as we knew from the paintball episode. Right. So I think this was also exciting for him in that way. So then um, while all of this is happening, right, we get um, a whole thing. And then now Davy's in class with Ben and she is sending sexy, which I don't I don't know that that that's sexy, Davy, but, you know, you do you, boo. Uh, she's sending funny faces to, to slug boy with her mom's permission and it's very exciting but ben i think is obviously feeling some kind of way because he's like what are you doing like why is your mom okay with this it makes no sense yeah it, it's funny that davy points out that melanie's okay with it because i mean to ben sees what we see we've always known that melanie is very strict and she doesn't believe mm -hmm. in davy dating so something's like something has to be up is it the oxy you know uh but it <laughs> Come to find out, uh, nah, Nelly just approves of Des because uh, he's a good Indian boy and he's smart. He has a good head on his shoulders. Uh, and that leaves Ben to believe that he's non-threatening as uh, someone who could potentially uh, corrupt Davey or uh, what did he call him? Weenie list? Uh, a dickless beta. Yeah. <laughs> A dickless beta. So he's like, obviously, uh, Des is nothing uh, that Nelly needs to worry about when it comes to her daughter. But Ben, if Des is a beta, where are you? That's exactly what I was thinking. I was like, really? The reason she doesn't like you was because you're short, not because you're this bad boy Paxton. Mm -hmm. 
Yeah, Please. I just don't understand why Ben. But I, but I think this does a lot for Ben's uh, self esteem. Like mm-hmm. you can't date Ben because oh, like he's a bad boy. Um, but Des <laughs> is so nice and Indian that now, uh, now Davey can have a boyfriend. Uh, I think it's it's pretty impressive that Ben is able to take to take that leap <laughs> in his yeah. own mind. But I will say this exchange wasn't. I don't know if it's the writing or if it's growth on the character's part, but you know how usually they go to toe to toe in like fun insults. This was not that it felt yeah. very much like basic. Cause he even, he, he was like, he's a Ken doll. He's a dickless beta. Like that's horrible. And Davy doesn't really have much to say back. I think maybe cause she's so excited to be in a relationship. It doesn't matter. And just tells Ben he's jealous and lonely, which I was like, that's mean too. both of yeah. you. Stop. Yeah. Uh, yeah. And uh, Ben is tapped in on his homework, you know, like they're actually in class. So he's like, Ben is back to, you know, he's not as stressed out as he was. Uh, he's been growing over these last few episodes. Mm-hmm. We see later on that he has different stress release tactics that he hadn't been using before. So maybe he's just not so worried about Davy right now. But that's not that does not mean he's not going to throw a few jabs at her uh, new boyfriend. As the ex, I think you get every right to do that. Oh, 100%. And especially if y'all are friends, I think it works. And then we get, obviously, we need to tie all the plots together. So she asks him if he's going to be at the orchestra concert and, you know, mentions that, listen, Des and I are going to be there as a couple. And Ben is like, yeah, 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 I'll be there. But unfortunately, I'm working coat check. Very Mm -hmm. convenient. But anyway, Uh, so that's kind of the where we leave all of that piece off now. This is wild because Paxton's recording himself because guess what? Our boy is checking college acceptance letters. Yeah, this is a big change. Uh, Sasha, back in our day, you had to go to the mailbox. You know, (laughs) you went to the mailbox and see if you got a letter from a college. Now it's like, oh no, I just got to check my email and and I can record it and go viral. Um, I think people would make I don't know. I don't think back in my day, people weren't making videos of them like no letters. No, absolutely not. I mean, I remember mine was really funny. I only applied to one college and I knew that I had automatic acceptance, but I was, I'm also a procrastinator. So obviously didn't apply until super late. And I was in Poland and Ooh. yeah coming back <laughs> and i still hadn't gotten into college like officially I, I knew like i was getting into ou but still and i remember calling my mom from poland and be like did, did the letter come like you can i'll allow you to open it and my mom was like nothing came nothing came so i'm stressed as hell in poland and then my mom comes and picks me up from the airport and the fucking packet is sitting in the car and i was like come on why'd you do this <laughs> <laughs> she wanted to have the moment with you Right. Yeah. And and that was, I think, our hack, right? If it was just a letter, it's obviously a rejection. But if it's a packet, you're mm-hmm. in. Yeah, they got to send you all your materials, what you're going to need mm-hmm. for orientation, this, that, and other. Uh, I did the Texas Common application where you can apply oh, for a bunch of yeah. schools at the same time. Uh, and then I applied for, like, so I did. So my thing was, uh, because I have a huge ego, I knew what school I wanted to go to. But I also mm-hmm. wanted people to know that I could have gotten to their schools, too. So I applied for the two schools that I really wanted to go. Well, the three schools I really wanted to go to, which were Hampton and Virginia and then uh, Tennessee State and Tennessee. And then, of course, Prairie View A&M, which Mm -hmm. is where I wanted uh, my first choice. But I also did the Common app so I could apply for Texas A&M, Texas Tech, Baylor, uh, University of Houston and um, 
University of Texas. And I did that Ooh, just so that I could go yeah. back to school and show everybody, like, boom, I got into all y'all schools. I chose to go to Prairie View A&M. Because mm-hmm. even back then, like I said, a huge ego. I just really felt like people don't think I'm smart. And so I was like, oh, no, I got to flex on all y'all. And so I did. And I got into all those schools. But it wasn't this huge deal. My mom did, did not go to college. So it didn't yeah. fit for her. It was just kind of like, I would like come in home and be like, hey, I got into this school. She's like, oh, okay, cool. But it was it was never this big to do. We weren't crying and like high-fiving and no. t- making videos. Um, I just never, it's just not the family I have raised from. But I've seen people who's like, their family like had such a big, it was such a big deal because they were the first one in their family to go to college. I was like, I was the first one to go to college. I just, it was hard to get my mom to care. Um, <laughs> she felt like, like it was yeah. just something that eventually I was going to do. She knew I wasn't mm. dumb. And so she was like, if you want to go, you'll be able to go. So I think she just believed in me so much that she wasn't surprised. So I didn't feel surprised either. Mm -hmm. Yeah. No, that, yeah, that makes sense. My family just, yeah, had no idea because my mom went to college, but, you know, in India and same for my stepdad. So I, and I'm an only child. So we didn't have any guidance on what to do and how to apply. But thankfully, because of my youth group, like I was able to get a few scholarships and figure out at least that, hey, you have automatic acceptance at the University of Oklahoma, just like go. And then I, I oh, I guess I did apply kind of to Hofstra. I just left the tour halfway, so I don't even count it. Uh, mm. as a place like I I was not taking it serious so but I remember like piecing together the information like this is how you apply for FAFSA oh this is something and that because n- there was no one to help us uh because we had only been in that co- been in the country I think three years at that point or four years so it's just yeah college was very weird where my mom was like well yeah you're smart you're going to college it's just how are we gonna put it all together no idea no one told us so yeah. We'll see. Yeah, but this was cool. I liked seeing Paxton kind of have his moment because for a second, you know, if you aren't paying attention, you might think Paxton's not going to get into school. Uh, Mm -hmm. And we we find out here that he ends up getting into two. Yeah, he get into he gets into Cal State Long Beach, which is a really fun school. I know a lot of people that went there, and then of course because. Because a Paxton has to, I feel like, apply to ASU, which seems like his top choice, and which is, for folks that don't know, Arizona State University. And turns out, that's where he wanted to go, and that's where he got in. Which, are we surprised? Because isn't ASU, like, super big party school? It is a big party school, yeah. I mean, I always tell people, just working, and you've worked in higher ed, too. You have to tell people, like, all oh, college is a party school. Stop it. It's just okay, some that's schools have better, college, better parties, you know? Um, Because, dear God, you put 18 to 21-year-olds on any college campus, guess what they're going to do? Yeah, They're going to party. It might not be a great party, but they're going fi- to figure out a way to turn up. Um, My school had better parties than most, uh, I could say, honestly. Because um, <laughs> I've been to other schools and been like, oh, this is, this ain't, we we, we would have turned this uh, upside down by now. Um, but yeah, ASU just it does. It sounds like a school that like Paxton uh, is starting to believe in himself a little bit more. And so he's like, yeah, I don't have to go to a school in state. I could probably, you know, uh, stretch myself a little bit. Uh, and so going to Arizona State, I was proud of him. You know, it's like we, we've seen him come so far because I remember the days of is he even going to be able to go to college now that he's not swimming? Oh, I know. And Trent is in hell. Okay, while this is happening, because <laughs> Trent doesn't know what ASU is. But now that he found out that it's, you know, in a state with no daylight savings time, even mm-hmm. he's pissed. Because why would uh, Paxton move so far away when he got into a college only an hour away? Now he has to worry about his friend going to ASU. Trent is pissed. And he's just 
not having it. And I love that Eleanor is also there for this moment, just to witness all of this. Yeah, this little friend group is different. You know, uh, Eleanor has managed to weasel her way into with the Hot Pockets. You know, um, like she was, she's Trent's girlfriend. So that means she gets to be uh, Paxton, uh, Paxton's friend as well. Uh, it's like yeah. perks of being uh, that close to like one of the popular people. You get to be in the popular circle. And so, yeah, it was a big moment. I don't know if it's like awkward to invite Davey to something like that. Cause that's his, her, uh, his ex, but I don't know. I think Davey will be happy. I mean, she's, not to give her too much credit, but she's a large part of the reason why Paxton's able mm -hmm. to get into college from what I remember. Exactly. She, I mean, listen, but how did their friendship and relationship rekindle? Because mm -hmm. she was tutoring him and then Ben helped him, you know, crack open his writer's block. So that's all I'm saying It's like a, l a little squad helped. It was it was a group effort to get our boy in. And but yeah, where we leave this is Trent is pissed the fuck off <laughs> and he hates everything mm. right now and as possessive friends we know how that feels so it makes sense <laughs> uh, i feel attacked i've always told you I, I identify with trent so much throughout this series but here i I, <laughs> I i don't have any friends that i was like super like uh you can't go to college without me no or whatever. of course um but you know me i do not that on this kind of don't flip me either i'd have been like so what do you mean you're going to asu without me uh okay well when are you coming back and also don't bring nobody back with you like they need to know that i'm number one i don't know why i'm like that i'm really not I, it's so weird um but i just i have that speed like we're friends now so thus we are the center of each other's lives along with everybody else you have like i just just add me to the list you got your mom your dad your husband your you know your sisters your brother and chappelle like that's how i feel so i right. i think trent is overreacting just a bit but i'll allow it i don't care yeah, that's what I'm saying. Like, I am also that possessive friend. So mm -hmm. I really understand. Rupi Kaur, I don't know if it was today, but it was like on, I posted it on Instagram, but it was about friendships and how you go, how friendships change in a, your adult life where you go from like your friends knowing every single thing all the time to like maybe now only knowing the highlights of your life and how interesting and different friendships are. So I, I get it. I, as a possessive friend, I I'm talking about myself too. I yeah, I it's like, "Oh, you you why is that person calling you their best friend when I thought I was your best friend?" Right. It's like I I make it very clear. I think at homecoming I got in trouble this year because <laughs> there was a there was some question. I actually have the video. I'll send it to you when we're done here. But um there was some question of best friend and I will like, I point blank just said it with all, like it was, I was surrounded by a group of people who I would consider my best friends. Mm -hmm. And everybody's like, so which one of us is your best friend? And I completely without stuttering pointed right at her. I was like her. And they were like, <laughs> everybody was like, what? Oh my God. Da, 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 da. I was like, she's my best friend because I'm her best friend. All the rest of y'all have other best friends. And I don't like that. <laughs> I have to be your only best friend and you can be my only best friend, but there's, I do not share. So you, we Correct. are all good friends, but she's the only one who claims me as her best friend. So I, I, I stand by her. <laughs> I will follow her off a cliff because of that. Um, so I, I'm, I'm the possessive friend, but as long as you don't, you know, get annoying about it, I think it's cool. No, I like it. I, I think it's fine. It's totally normal because we said so. 
<laughs> and as mm-hmm. we don't we don't like irritate anyone. We're just we just like to, you know, stake our claim. Like That's all it is. Exactly. Exactly. Now Sasha has been trying to fringe up me for a while though. So she's been, she, Excuse her me. Ty, her and my friend Ty be talking too much. And I'm like, so what y'all texting don't... about? <laughs> Absolutely. Not. It's because you have left us many wow. times. Wow. See, here we go. So we I don't know why you're you, sir, should never talk. Hey man, cut the cameras, dead ass. <laughs> yeah, gonna... exactly. Talk about this off air. <laughs> uh huh. I know you cannot bring this up again because we already had a drunken fight about this. We will not do it again Fine. on air. Okay, I'll leave it alone. Absolutely not. Anyway, so on the night of Davy's orchestra concert, she's making a grand entry with Slug Boy and her and the moms, and it's really cool. You know, Davy, I think, feels like a million bucks. She's like, look at me. I'm number one. Nothing will top this ever, ever again. But then at the same, you know, all of that's happening. Okay, it's very exciting. But guess who is that coat check? Of course, our friend Ben. And, you know, he's like, hmm, mm-hmm. this is V interesting. And I, it feels a little like, I don't know what the word is, but just the vibe from Nalini and Raya is not it for me already. And then they actually go inside and Raya's like, why are you eating a protein bar? It has poison in it. Shut up, Raya. Yeah, just because it's processed doesn't mean Nelanie can't have one protein bar. It's, it'd be different. Like, she's acting like she's sitting there eating, you know, like, some junk food. Like, it's supposed to be, like, le- like relatively healthy. You know, she could be eating much worse. Trust me, I would be eating much worse than a protein bar. So, Raya just needs to chill. Preach into the choir. Like, a protein bar is the healthy for me, okay? And <laughs> and Raya says, here's some seed mix. Shut up, Raya. Pass. Shut Hard pass. Up. You know, this, we might have to question the friendship at this point uh she lucky i'm not eating hot chips like a ratchet you know <laughs> correct you know me and hot cheetos so yes correct <laughs> <laughs> anyway and then so while all of this is happening they you know we do get a funny survivor shout out as to why the orchestra concert hasn't happened in a while apparently the guy was actually on survivor cute and Davy's looking out because this is, and then I think it hits her, right? Like a ton of bricks where she's looking outside from backstage and suddenly remembers this is the first concert back since her dad died. And she sees her dad coming in and sitting at the show, which I don't know why. Maybe I'm cuckoo, but like to me, that feels very normal that this might be something that you see because. Mm-hmm. That is the place where this person physically left you. Yeah. I mean, even just, uh, and Raya talks about it a little bit later, but I've, uh, and Melanie does too. I've seen like, you know, moments of grief happen to where I've like thought I saw somebody that I really loved. You yep. know, like uh, there are some people that I will legit go out of my way to befriend them because they remind me of like a friend that passed away. Like, mm-hmm. not like in like a, like we need to be best friends, but like if I see them, as opposed to running like, oh my God, is that them? I will legit be like, there's something about you that I feel like I'm drawn to you. And like, it's, I don't think it's a coincidence that I that you look or act just like my friend. And like, sometimes I'll feel the need to to like think it really hard. I won't never, I don't want to make anybody uncomfortable, so I rarely say right. it. But I'll definitely think it like, oh my God, I think you remind me of my friend. And I've lost a lot of people in these last couple of years. It's been tough. And so like, it's it's real. It's rare that um like 
I can't sympathize with somebody in a moment like this. One time, I swear, I thought I saw my grandfather, my grandfather drive past me. And mm-hmm. I was like, I like whipped around. Like I turned my head. And I was like, okay, that's crazy. That's not what you saw. It's wild that this man looked so much like him. But I don't think this is out of the ordinary at all. I think this is probably something that happens a lot more, especially when you're younger and you're dealing with grief for, for like the first time. I think this is such a horrific thing that happened to, to Davy, And at such a young age, I'm, I'm not shocked that her mind is like having a tough time processing her, you know, her pain. Exactly. So, you know, to me, like I said, I really do believe in this kind of stuff. So to me, I understand what Davy's going through. But for her, you know, as a 16, 17 year old, this obviously overwhelms her and she panics and rushes to the restroom because, you know, I she either has a panic attack. Like we we don't know. It's just she's overwhelmed and goes to the restroom. Raya also excuses herself and just happens to be in the restroom as Davy's crying, which, you know, I felt like this was a beautiful moment. Raya, you know, did all the right things where she helps her, you know, talks her through everything and says, this is part of your grief. And this is part of you loving someone and it's okay. And, and I just really appreciated that. I think Davy needed someone that was, you know, a little bit outside of her circle to kind of help her walk her through this. Yeah, she tells her that grief is strange and it comes in waves. So, you know, Davy hadn't been grieving Mohan very, you know, a, a lot recently because she's been distracted and she's been growing and moving on. Um, but she also tells her that all you can do is feel your feelings. And so when that stuff comes back, you have to like you have to have the moment, right? Like you can't ignore grief. It's just going to happen. Um, and she says grief is an expression of love. And I think that's the best way anybody's put that to me. Like you don't grieve stuff that you don't care about. And so, exactly. you know, whether it's death or a relationship or something like that, like you miss the good times. And so that's that pain that you're feeling. Uh, and so um, I like that because, uh, like I said, it's been a tough couple of years for me and I, I've been grieving a lot. And it's like you have to remind yourself, is this that's just your expression of like, man, I really love that person and I, I'm sad that they're gone. Uh, and so um, she tells her that that happened because of how much she loves her dad and that he loves her so much. And, you know, that um, this is completely normal. And so I think Davey really bonds with Ryan in that moment. And that's what makes what happens after this so much worse. Yeah, it, because it feels like they can fight it in each other. They had a, you know, like a, a woman to girl, like great moment of like as women, here's a beautiful moment and bonding, et cetera, et cetera. Besides Slug Boy, you know, it, it just felt nice and kind. But, of course, we see that when they all Raya comes back to her seat, she looks pretty uncomfortable. And Davey, though, goes and has a flawless concert, and it's amazing. And at the end of the concert, we see Raya and Des first. And quickly, Raya's like, so before they get here, um, I think you should break up with Davey. I was shocked when this happened. I, I mean, when I first watched this episode... uh. I remember thinking that the, the season had been kind of tame. There had not yeah. been a lot of drama. I mean, in the past, we've tackled death and eating disorders and all kinds of stuff. And now I'm just kind of like, this season has been kind of it's been kind of chill. And then this just completely throws me for a loop. I was not expecting somebody who could be there for Davy in that moment to completely turn on her so quickly because, like you said earlier, got to protect the boy. You know, she got to make sure Dez isn't getting into a situation with, oh, a girl who is... Uh, you know, still dealing with grief who might be damaged or hurt or something like that. Like she wants better for her boy. And so 
it rather than letting them see what happens, she just completely decides to shut it down. And I was like, oh, there it is. Um, yeah, and this sucks. I do not like this at all. Yeah, and this, I think, reminds me a lot of, you know, how um, a lot of immigrant cultures, but at least Indians, for sure, right, don't necessarily see therapy and grief and, you know, normal me normal mental health issues, right? Like, it's not even like Davy is having these you know things that maybe need more attention it her dad died she's six she's 17 years old now maybe you know like le let it be uh but instead she sees davy as damaged goods because i think this is unfortunately a big part of the culture where you have to be perfect or you're not worthy mm -hmm. yeah like what if davy has one of these breakdowns and then it starts to impact Dez and all this other stuff and, and Dez like, is schooling and it's for uh -huh. sure yeah it's like man like you it was almost perfect like i don't know it's like i really hadn't been getting bad vibes from right there were a couple moments where i was like hmm, but this was the worst i don't really know if she could have made me any angrier than she made me in this moment i was pissed yeah, it just it's betrayal of like mm -hmm. taking someone's vulnerable moment and then moving it to this. So it's just it's gross. And I have to, I just I personally feel like my mom definitely has warned me about certain things and been like, you know, just this person maybe needs to they're young and needs to be in therapy. But she's never been like, you should break up with them. Just that like you should be careful with just like yeah. emotional state but that's been like the max that my mom has intervened uh and i mean to dad's credit he does try to stand up for davy a little bit he's like you're overreacting but she just shuts it down and we've seen uh, uh like that in this show before we've heard you talk about it sometimes the indian mom just gonna put her foot down um mm -hmm. and then you get to the point where he's like well you don't want to disappoint your family a lot of that's very cultural yeah um the thing that pissed me off the most though is when she tries to like double back and be like, Oh my God, he was so proud of you. Like, girl, shut the hell up. You was just talking shit. I, that really pissed me off. I got, I don't know why they like, like made to like, yeah, I feel like Indians issues, are like, really good at that. Yeah. Indians like, are really like, good at doing that. The fakery. Uh, my mom is a good one too. Like I remember uh, she hated when like friends would ask for a ride home. Cause I used to catch the city bus home. Well, every oh, now right. and then, like if I was in the, like if I had like band practice, it was late. My mom would come pick me up and she would like my friends, we, we all caught the city bus. Like we're from the mm -hmm. inner city. That's what we do. And so yeah. I was like, my friends would see her and be like, their eyes would light up. Cause like, dear God, they don't want to catch the bus at eight, nine o'clock at of night course. in the park in Houston. So they're like, Hey, can we get a ride? And they like rushed up to the car. Like, Hey, Miss Jackie, can we get a ride? Oh. And she's like, yeah, it's fine. Get in. You know, you crazy kids. The moment she drops them out, she's like, I am not, I am not the bus. Like I am not here to give everybody rides. I'm like, then why did you say yes, you crazy lady? What's wrong with you? She's like, I could be the mean mom who's not giving the kids rides. No She's way. Like, then why are you yelling at me? You know, uh, so, you know, she's pretty good at turning it off, too. Maybe that's why I got so mad about it, because I've seen it before. Yeah, I was like, I my mom is, is like that with me, uh, but with others, she my mom's just diplomatic, but she's a Libran, so she she's a Libra, so she'll tell you to your face how she feels, but she'll do, do it diplomatically. But mm -hmm. I know, but most of the people I know will be like, huh, and then behind your back, ugh, like that. Mm -hmm. So I hate that shit, and it's so annoying, and just oh, riots, like I, I cannot. Okay, but. Guess who overhears all of this? Mr. Coat Check Boy, mm. Ben. <sighs> and he's in, he's listening. And, you know, Ben and Davey, 
they've been frenemies for a long time. They've mm-hmm. dated, so they have a history. There's no way he's not going to go back and tell Davy exactly what happened. I know, and I'm grateful. Listen, like I, are you a believer that if you see a friend like cheating, that you, you know, you would tell? So I'm a, I'm like my mom. I'm ride or die. So if you if you're right. my people, you can count on me. I, I yeah, I, see, I would tell too. Yeah, if I see somebody, whoa, hold on. If you're my friend, I got you. Now I might tell you, and then if you if you push back a little bit, I'll let it go. I'm not I'm not mm-hmm. in the business of fighting with you and losing friendship because you don't want to believe me. You know, because we've seen in the past where Eleanor is like, you only want, you're just one of the party to be miserable like you and all that other stuff. Like I ain't got time for that. I'm like, hey. Just so you know, this is what it looks like. I could be wrong, but this is how I feel to me. And they're like, no, I don't agree. I disagree. Hey, then cool. We good. You ain't got to worry about me messing nothing up. I, I said what I said. Now, whatever happens after this, that's on you. Um, But I got your back. Now, what's really tough here is that it's like, it is Davey's new guy. And so exactly. Ben does risk take the risk of looking like somebody who is maybe trying to sabotage her new relationship or isn't happy for her because of jealousy. So he's in a tight spot, but he definitely does the right thing. Yeah. I, like I said, I also don't believe that you should push them, talk, you know, shit about their partner. Cause you don't know what they're going to do, but it mm-hmm. is your job to like, at least be honest. I, I, I don't know why you would not want to help your friend out in any way. If, you know, ugh, I hate it. I hate it. But it turns out Des is a little uncomfortable with the whole situation. And, you know, Davey's like, okay, great. Let's see each other. Let's hang out. And he's like, actually, huge paper due. The easy ex- excuse in the, you know, be- since the beginning of time. And unfortunately, says, like, I, I need the weekend. few days later, he's still being super distant. So mm-hmm. it- it's not so good. <laughs> Yeah, he's basically kind of doing the slow fade, you know, where it's like you're used to having someone's full attention all the time. So you can tell when something's up, you know, when someone's not responding fast enough, when they're giving you the one word answers and not using the emojis they normally use. Like you tell on yourself when you're trying to back out of this, because I think a part of this is doing what I think I would do is which is. I kind of want you to feel like we should break this off. Like, I don't want to feel like I'm the one breaking it off. So I'm going to make myself undesirable. You're mm-hmm. like, you're not the same. You're you're distant. Da, 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 da. And in that way, you have to address this so we can go ahead and start to break it apart. Um, rarely am I going to be the one who's like, like, hey, I want to dump you because my mom said so. It's definitely going to be one of those things where you're like, maybe I should dump you. I'm like, yes, yes, you should. Bye. And I'm going. <laughs> you're horrible. uh, whatever it is what it is oh my god you'll love to see it okay yeah yeah i i don't i fall in between i i don't think i have broken up ever so who am i to talk um anyway so then while this is happening ben does tell her and i mean davy rains hell on him because guess what davy knows that something's not right because now he's saying he's going to stanford for the weekend so he's busy mess all right. And Ben is like, okay, never mind. I guess not. And Davey just goes in where she's like, you're trying to ruin things for me because you're jealous and lonely again, which is like, calm down, girl. You're not that important. Right. And this is the same thing Eleanor said to them in uh, in like season one or two. Right. They like, they trying to tell Eleanor like, Hey, maybe this thing isn't exactly what you think it is. And she's like, what would you know about it? You're single and nobody wants to be with you. And all this stuff. I was like, 
do we have to keep doing this? But I think it's typical of teenage relationships and even some older relationships too. Yeah. I mean, everyone's stupid at some point in their relationship. <laughs> if mm-hmm. it's not going to work, if it works, then you're all smart and great. So that's all happening. All right. And then, you know, she's like, I'm going to give Des the benefit of the doubt. And is telling you know fabiola and eleanor like oh ben's crazy like blah 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 and eleanor is very much like yeah ben's mess like he's jealous don't listen to him and then fabiola is like well he is in ventura which is not in palo alto for folks that don't know he is very much in southern california and guess how fab finds out well of course it's in addison's sunglass reflection on their instagram uh live Yes, this is the type of friend you need, okay? This is it. This is the type of friend I am, okay? If you, yeah, me I, too. If, if, if it's online, I saw it. I looked at it. I analyzed it. I text Sasha about it. We looked at it together. We zoomed in. We enlarged the picture. We, uh, like, changed the resolution. We're going to know, <laughs> okay? It just, it just is. When Fab did this, I said, exactly. This is exactly what she should have done. She looked in the reflection. She saw what she thought was, uh, and now she confirmed her suspicions and she's telling her friend, it is what it is. And now they have to do the pop-up. Now the pop-up, I don't know if I would do the pop-up, depending on how mad I am, but I definitely would sit on the information for a little bit. Like, oh, we're going to talk about it, especially now that I got the screenshots. (laughs) Yeah, I don't know if I would do the pop-up either uh, because I am a very angry person. So Mm. I, like... I wouldn't trust myself to not be so angry that I would embarrass myself. So that's why I personally wouldn't do it. But, you know, it is what it is, I guess. And turns out Davy says, we're popping up. We're doing a little drive-by. And let's see what happens. Well, she shows up to the coffee shop. And, you know, they start talking. And she and Des, you know, tells her, listen, I've been avoiding her because I don't want to break up with you. But I'm not going to go against my mom heard that many times um which is maybe why i wasn't dating indian men for a while (laughs) and and then they were like you know i just i can't do it blah 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 and this is where davy is like i go against my mom's word 40 times a day but des is like it's not worth it she pays my phone bill yeah i mean to be fair if she stops paying the phone bill how y'all gonna talk um wi-fi it's fine Yeah, yeah, I think, yeah, there are probably a ways around it for sure. But uh, yeah, I think he has to make a choice here. You pick your mom or this girl that she just met. He's kind of, you know, I, I hate that he goes with his mom, but it's like, he's a kid. What do you expect him to mm-hmm. do? Um, um, but I I have to call out this one grimy thing that he does. When she asked him to send a pic and he sends that random oh, selfie. Yeah. I was like, oh, this toxic fave. <laughs> like this. <laughs> it's disgusting. <laughs> it's so bad. She's like, wow, oh he really God. tried to play me. He's like, oh, how Stanford send a pic? And it's just a face like picture. There's no background. There's no school sign, colors, or nothing like that. Ah, it's such such a grimy move. I, I, I know. And I'm it. like really trying to think when the Bay Area is that sunny. But you know, we, <laughs> it, we have our days, I guess. <laughs> Ah, this is this random stock photo from uh, Facebook right, that he already had. Oh, that he probably man. sent his mom. <laughs> yeah, this was like, dear God, Des. I, I, I again, it, I love Davy, so I, I don't like that that happened to her. But the move is ridiculous. I love it. It's it's horrible. Okay, I mean, <laughs> I, I'm sure you have. I have definitely been in a situation where you lied to get out of a 
a situation like this and then you have to keep up the lie and then you're mm-hmm. like shit i did i'm doing too damn much my lie right. came back to me like a two years later and he was like so and i was like yeah sorry yeah that's my thing like i i don't i don't like to lie because one i'm not very good and then two i'm not um like I once once the lie starts to spiral, I just completely like lose interest in the lie. Like exactly. I, like if you ask me too many questions, I'll just give in. Like I, I fold. That's why I don't like those. Like like I can watch reality TV game shows and stuff like that because I know I can't do it. Like you're like, oh, what? Who did you vote for? I'm like, I voted for this person. They're like, who? I'm like, you know what? Never mind. <laughs> like it's not worth <laughs> it. I'm tired of this. I'm old. <laughs> oh me, I'm too old for this shit. Yeah, yeah I'm too old. Yeah, I it's not worth it. it. Cause I was like, oh, I have a paper due. I literally use that excuse, and then it came back. It's a bite. Oh, it was bad. Don't do it, kids. Mm-hmm. It's not worth it. It's not worth it for your karma either. And turns out Davy, right? Davy's riled up. He's saying all the wrong things. And what's Davy gonna do? She's gonna grab the iced coffee and yank it on him. And it was the best thing I ever seen in my life because she did it for all us girls, right? That have been <laughs> done dirty by mama's boys. I loved it. Yeah, the problem here is the timing because she throws the drink in his face and instantly Riot shows up. Like, God, woman, were you just waiting outside for her to throw the drink? Probably. Um, um, oh, what we didn't really point out, though, is that Fabiola goes with her because, remember, Fabiola sees that Addison uh, was the one, like, she's, like, stalking Addison's social media, basically, and that's how she sees uh Dez. So when Davey has this confrontation with Des and throws the drink, Raya's like basically like, all right, come on, we're going home. Um, Fab stays. She's like, well, I guess I could just uh kick it here with uh you. And so I was happy to see Fab looks like she's moving in on what she wants. As she should. Okay, I like this because Raya's pissed and Raya's like, let's go, right? Like Raya's making them go home together to to snitch on Davy to Nolani anyway. So that's why I feel like what can Fab do except move in on the person they're into? I like it. I likes it a lot. And so, you know, and that we'll see a little bit later what goes on because this isn't the end of Fab and Addison. Fab definitely has a type, I have to say. And Davy now uh, is there at Nalini's, okay? And Raya's like snitching up and down and blah, blah, blah. And she's like, Davy and Des need to break up. And Davy's like, mm, do we now? And yeah. then she tells Nalini what Raya said. It's so fake, Sasha. It's the like, listen, as much as I love Davey, if I'm Davey, like Davey reacted just like I would react. Like, hold on, pause. You love me? That's wild. Because what I heard was that I was crazy and da-da-da-da-da and I'm not good enough for your son. Oh, I'd about flipped. I do like that Davey defended herself because sometimes Mm -hmm. it's intimidating to go up against authority figures in these moments. But Ryan was full of shit. Not gonna lie to you. It just pissed me off. I was like, hold on. If you... If you feel that way, stand by it. Don't get in front of my mama and fold up. Say what you said. Yeah, and don't be a fake bitch. Like, I'm sorry. It's just, it's so disrespectful for no reason. And, and you know, I just feel like they're constantly bury, uh, burying Davy, right? Like, uh, Nalini does it too, where I'm like, Nalini, stand up for our girl. Like, stop this. So here I'm bracing for impact because I'm like, Nalini and Davy are, you know, working on things, but will she stand up for her daughter, right? This is the moment. This is the time. I'm stressed out. What are we going to do? And of course, as soon as 
you know, Nalini gets the basically like the okay that Raya did say this kind of. She goes a hundred miles an hour on Raya, and she's like, "You're telling me that my daughter, who has been through so much, and something that even an ounce of which happened to you, you would fold like the cheap lawn chair that you are." It's Yay. a wrap. Yes. Oh my God. But it's so right though. Like, cause even the way that Raya's approaching this, she's like, Oh no, I love Davy. And Shut Davey, up. like, nah, you would you can't handle like the stuff that Davy is going through. You would fold. And here she is folding again. And Nelly's right. How dare you come in this woman's home and say the after saying these things about her daughter? Like, um, you might want to make that a text message or a call or something like that before you come in and try to tell somebody in their own house that their child is unstable and unworthy of your kid uh, because their kids, your like her dad died. You know what I'm saying? Like you're holding it against her that she's grieving. Get out of my house. I'm sorry. I'm, Raya's dead to me at this point. Yeah. And comparing, right, like Davy and Des, which is another thing I feel like a lot of Indian parents to like comparing their kids and constantly one has to measure up to the other like you know it's no one is the same like you didn't copy paste all humans wake up and this is I think where it was personally frustrating because I've definitely like my mom doesn't necessarily do that and if she does it's like here and there well where she used to be like look how well behaved your cousins are uh and then now I'll be like remember that my cousin's didn't have parents going through a divorce and mm. one parent moving to America while going through puberty, like wake up. Okay. M my life was hard. Um, and a single mom in India, like, come on people. So it's just, it's fascinating. Cause they don't always, I think parents don't always think through what's going on with your kids. And I think especially again, in this situation, these Indian moms are like well my son is so easy you know your son's kind of a fuck boy and actually you know because think about the start of this whole slug boy situation no one was mad that he was a nerd people were mad that he actually moved in on a girl that his friend liked mm -hmm. so then he goes to davy as well you know um but he's not the best he, he has his flaws as well and i think she needs to acknowledge him Mm hmm. But yeah, so it was just it's really interesting. And Nalini rightfully so is like GTFO now because now you're doing the absolute most and I don't appreciate it. Mm hmm. Yeah, this is good. Uh, but I, I still kind of like, dang, it looked like Davy had finally had something that worked for her. You know, I mean, Davy and Des have had their moments, but to just get torn apart because your mom doesn't like her anymore, it's, that kind of sucks it's for anybody, but especially like a teenage girl who's like really thinks she finally found the guy that might be for her. And an attractive guy too, right? Like it's, it's, it matters. It matters when you're a teenager. I get it. Mm -hmm. But Nalini does um, comfort her because Davy shares, you know, listen, I did see Mohan at the orchestra concert. And Nalini's like, well, I see him all the time, too. And just like your grandpa story, like Nalini did also stop. She saw Mohan and followed some guy home. So yeah. it happens. It happens. Um, and Nalini says, you know, you're going to find someone one day that loves you for exactly who you are. And that is the biggest, biggest thing you can teach your teenagers. 
Yeah. And the two of them have a, a, such a good moment. You mm-hmm. like this is almost the end of season three, but I mean we think back to season one where Davy is just like calling her mom a bitch, you know? Yeah. Uh, lady, we've come so far because uh, you know, grieving Davy was uh, uh tough to deal with at times, but it seems like they're more on the same page right now. Yeah, and I it's it's just beautiful to see. This is what I wanted from their relationship where they they don't have to be best friends. She can still be the parent, but at least she's standing up for her kid finally. Like my god. Mm-hmm. And that's where uh I guess let's just finish Davies quickly because then the uh Davy does go to school and, and it's oh it's just so funny to me. Anyway, so Davies at school and you know her and Eleanor have a conversation which we'll get into really quick in a second, but Davies like, "Well, everyone's having fun and having sex except me." And um, she then notices Ben and apologizes to him, which is like, of course, growth. We love to see it. And, you know, talks about how she's going to be a virgin till she dies. And this guy, you know, who we see is doing his um, not a cactus, but a drawing of Eric Mm -hmm. uh, is like, I got you. Even if you're old and gray, I'm going to give you one free boink card and hit me up whenever. Yeah, he says, if you're on your deathbed and you're still a virgin, I'll take care of it for you. And again, it reminds you that they were friends once, right? Um, But also, Paxton shows up. And it's like, every time Ben and Davey start having a sweet (laughs) moment, Paxton is not far behind. He shows up to give them the good news about getting into Arizona State. Uh, And so, uh, I think John McEnroe might say something about, like, looking toward the, uh, the future, but also potentially looking in the past. Um, and the past definitely includes Paxton and possibly Ben. And so, um, yeah, it's a lot. Davey might be leaning toward a, a love triangle all over again now that Des is gone. Good Lord. Free my yeah. girl. Give her someone. <laughs> okay, I can't end this. But, it, it, yeah, it was a really sweet moment. I remember you know maybe in college not as a teenager where there was a friend that was like hey if by 30 you know we're still single like it's gonna be you and me (laughs) and yeah yeah, so I remember that I definitely had a friend like that so I get it we're both married Mm -hmm. now look at us wow we made oh no 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 I I think everybody does those packs and let me tell you you should have saw how betrayed I was (sighs) with my pact uh when she went and got uh married and pregnant and all that stuff I mean beautiful (laughs) family but I was like Girl, we had a thing, and she's like, "Yeah, if it didn't work out up until then, I was like, well, shit, uh, we, we should have just uh, jumped all of that.' Because uh, now I'm looking at your family, I'm like, y'all cute or whatever, but uh, I definitely <laughs> feel like betrayed a little bit. So if y'all get a divorce, holla at me. Uh, yeah, so, my yeah, yeah, my pact also because I got engaged first uh-huh. was like, oh, okay, yeah. yeah, and he was like, hey, remember when that when I was like, okay. <laughs> Right. I'm like, it's it's dumb, yes, but it still means something. <laughs> Maybe it's a Brandon from Houston thing. Oh, oh bla- yeah, yeah, no, it works, yeah. <laughs> You're good friends. <laughs> Listen. <laughs> oh, my God. Anyway, but, yeah, so it was... It was a really nice moment. And listen, this is going to lead us to something wild next episode. So I can't wait. I can't wait for what's going to happen for this episode and this season, of course, this next season coming up as well. But we're not mm-hmm. done yet. Because I feel like this is a f- more fun story. So we needed to end with this. Because while all of this is happening, remember Eleanor 
the the sexy virgin is going through a few dress fittings, okay? And she's already now yelled at Trent because Trent is being a baby who is carving tombstones on desks, which is like, how can you have a knife at school? I don't know. But you do, you boo. And Eleanor is basically like, get over yourself. Like, stop yeah. it. We gave you gummy worms to make you feel better about him going to ASU, but you're not. You're just being a big baby. Trent is like, oh, shit. I'm going to lose my girl and my friend, so I need to wake up. And Trent does go to Paxton's. He does, you know, apologize and says, hey, maybe I'll get into podcasts. Which, listen, yeah. come on over, Trent. <laughs> he's like listen i can drive make the trip a few times if i need to and that'll give me time to listen to to whatever podcast and learn a bunch of stuff again Trent is me i am him uh but i uh i do like him approaching paxton and kind of trying to bury the hatchet because he definitely comes to him and is just like just so you know i'm cool with everything it's all good um but on one condition, you're not allowed to make a new best friend there. Like, you still have to come back to me as your best friend because you're going off to do big things. And that's cool, but you're not allowed to leave me behind. Like, uh, we will be friends forever. Um, and, yeah, Paxton's like, yeah, no one's going to take your place. And it's funny because Eleanor said the same thing. And that's when Paxton points out to Trent that he shouldn't screw this up with Eleanor because she's a good girlfriend for him. And I'm just thinking... Man, this is the same Eleanor from season one. Uh, this is wild <laughs> that she's like the supportive girlfriend that Pax is like, yeah, she's a keeper. Our Eleanor is growing up. I love it. I know. I think, listen, Paxton knows. Paxton's like, this friend group actually is amazing. And yeah. I fumbled the bag already. But let's you not do that. All right. Mm -hmm. uh, and this is the maybe less crazier friend. Who knows? <laughs> but Trent says, listen, you just can't make a new best friend. And that was the sweetest thing ever because that's all of us when our friends leave us. And Trent does take a the Paxton's swimming warming jacket and leaves his baseball cap, which is very cute. A nice like friendship day memento. Cute, mm -hmm. cute. And he's now wearing it. <laughs> Yeah, no, I love this because he he takes the warming jacket, he takes some galoshes, and he takes off his hat. So now we have Trent walking around with his long flowing jacket, these his hair down his back, these big boots on for some reason. <laughs> and it's just a perfect outfit for this slow motion walk we're about to see where the wind is in his hair. And he's approaching uh, the theater room where Eleanor is doing her fittings with Jonah uh, for her new bodice that she just happens to be wearing that also aligns with her fantasy about how she's going to lose her virginity. Yeah. And not only that, right. We're sitting very much at the set where it looks like a little Abbey and mm -hmm. they are in a little castle. So Trent shows up and does a little, you know, his, his monologue, as we say, to take, to win Eleanor back. He apologizes. And, you know, it's, it's Elizabethan, I get it, but it's giving 80s rom-com. And I loved every second of it, right? This is like the fantasy world I live in. So I like this a lot. And then they start making out. And Eleanor says, Jonah, you got to go. Because this bodice is not happening. <laughs> She's like, we're about to rip this thing off. And poor Jonah is just like, Jonah is like, can you just wait? for just a minute like you don't have to rip it off how about you just take it off but at this point the hormones have kicked in there's nothing he can do to stop it um it's about to get shredded and, and they're all over each other 
And why does Jonah run like that? I'm sorry. I would have ran too. I'm sorry. But People... not like that. No, no. But poor Jonah. It looks like Jonah doesn't run often. Uh, but <laughs> you got to get out the way because they're about to do something nasty in the school standing up as teenagers. And I want no parts of none. Get the hell out of there, Jonah. Please run for your life. I know. And turns out what we hear it from the next day from Eleanor is that not only did they have sex in the drama room, which I feel like it's a lot of chutzpah to do this at school. Um, but here they are, I guess. Maybe it's nighttime. That's why. And not only that, they had sex standing up, mm-hmm. which is apparently amazing. <laughs> well, they were so in sync, like a new uh, Paris ice skating team. Oh, yeah. Um, <laughs> which is Something Eleanor would say it makes sense. Um, but the sex standing up was so good for them that she can't even imagine ever lying down again. It's like, okay. Just... Okay, like virgin, shut up. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> stop it. <laughs> she's fresh out. She's not a virgin no more, but she's fresh out. That's true. That's true. <laughs> it's like just give it some time. Yeah. And then at 30 plus, you'll see. <laughs> You're like, please, let's just lay down. <laughs> please. It's like, I'm tired. Yeah. It's like look at the time. <laughs> Oh man! I know we can't. I'm not gonna cut that out of the podcast. Like here we are. You know, if you stayed this long, special gift for you. Anyway, so you know, turns out our first member down of the UN, who is officially maybe not part of the unfuckable nerd anymore. Yeah, she's made it, and uh, they're very happy for her. And so this is like a big moment for them. They're like, like we said, they're they're excited. Um, and yeah, that's what makes this a uh, moment, I guess, with Ben and Davy even more special because Davy's like, well, now my friends are doing it. I might not ever do it, but if push comes to shove and I need to do it, Ben has got her back. And then, of course, Paxton is not far or either um so there's good things that could potentially come in the next season or the next episode even but we haven't gotten there yet we're about to uh wrap this one up sasha yeah this is it uh basically i just i appreciated this episode it was very stressful i have to say and my favorite was when i was just watching this with my mom she believes that baby and ben are end game and i didn't even Ooh. ask her this was unsolicited advice and she did forget ben's name and called him by the name of my first kiss who was also a jewish white boy and was like i think Davy and blank are end game and i was like who did you do whoa i'm surprised your head didn't spin around like excuse me man and i was like who and then she's like, isn't that his name? And I was like, absolutely not. I was like, his name is Ben. Like, why do you remember that, mom? Why is that still in your memory? Because you know that's still lodged in her brain somewhere. Like, I was like, mom. No she's bueno. a Jewish boy. I only know one. <laughs> she said they're all the same. Um, yeah, this is a fun episode. I liked it. It was stressful. But also, this is the height of the drama that we've gotten this season for the most part. Yeah. I mean, not that bad. Uh, it's kind of been a light season, um, but we got one more episode to go. I don't know what the end game is looking like right now. A part of me thinks it's going to be just a random other person. Um, mm-hmm. You know, somebody who might check all the position in Davy or like for Davy at the time that Ben, who doesn't have the past that her and Ben and Paxton have. Uh, but I mean, we haven't got it there yet, but um, this was definitely fun to kind of see the end of Dez. Now, do you think there's any world where we see Dez again? 
God, I hope not. I mean, I think <laughs> I could see an episode, right, where we do a little bit of like an homage or something mm. to all the boys I've loved before, literally. So <laughs> I could see that moment, but that's it. Or at least that's what I hope. I hope no it doesn't get complicated with a third or a fourth boy. Because I think we've already got the new boy that's coming yeah. for season four. So it's not going to be Jez is the point yeah. There's, it's another hot man so desk desk can go slug boy is done goodbye to slug boy okay i i just I, at this point i just want her to pick or i want her to pick herself and that's what i believe end game will be is that she goes off to columbia and uh, paxton's at asu where did Ben wanted to go to Princeton or mm -hmm. or I switched that Ben is at Columbia either way and I think they leave it at like a you never know what can happen but for now we're just all gonna go our separate way and be badasses in the world yeah we'll see what happens uh but yeah you're right we I think we get a new potential love interest or at least a new guy in the mix for next season mm -hmm. um um so we'll have to see what happens with that but Sasha we got one more episode to go I know. how are you feeling I can't believe it. Oh, sex lives of college girls will be back. I guess that's nice. But <laughs> oh, I'm going to miss talking to you. And yeah. I guess our friendship can be paused. No, I'm just kidding. Yeah, we're definitely never going to talk again until the Ever. next season drops. It keeps us, it Ever. keeps the podcast fresh, you know? <laughs> what is wrong with us? Clowns. Oh my god, <laughs> we're just evil. Anyway, but yes, with that, if you have nothing else, Chappelle, where can the people find you? Uh, the people can find me on Twitter at Chappelle's underscore show, or probably for a limited time because Twitter might not be twittering too much longer. Uh, so follow me on Instagram at Chappelle TNT, uh, or also uh, check out some of the other podcasts that I'm doing. Wrapping up uh, the season finale of The Walking Dead on post-show recaps. Wrapping up uh, Atlanta. We just recorded our last Atlanta recap for the series finale of that. Uh, and then uh, on Nothing But Netflix on Rob Has a Podcast. We're still talking about um, Netflix shows this week. We talked about a Christmas movie. We talked about... Um, uh is it forgetting falling christmas? for falling christmas. for christmas yeah <laughs> sasha's recommendation we took we took a, a look at what that would look like and we talked about Lindsay lohan going back to christmas movies uh and it was a good time with uh our special guest matt lagori so check that out too and then of course on post recast we're still talking about abbott elementary with my co-host gia worthy um and so check all of that out and uh you know again follow me on instagram because i think i might be kicking it there when twitter goes bye-bye if it goes bye-bye Oof. And as for me, as always, in addition to being here, I am covering The Amazing Race over on the main feed, the main silent podcast feed. I might have a special guest this week, so check it out. Uh, check all of that out. And as always, I'm covering Mess Magnets over on Rob Has a Podcast, where it's all things celebrity gossip, relationship gossip, et cetera, et cetera. Check it out. And lastly, I was on uh, the Everything is Super feed again on Post Show Recaps, talking Black Panther, you know, just two hours of me fangirling about how amazing the movie was and how everyone should be watching it. All right. Thank you. And if you can't keep track of any of that, follow me on Twitter at FunSize underscore 04 to know everything else. Thank you, everyone, for listening. Make sure you leave us the five stars. Bye. <laughs>